doesn't bear any structural resemblance to other sugars. This poses a little bit of a problem for science, as the usual way that a chemical receptor works is that it recognises just a small portion of a molecule, maybe the arrangement of a half dozen atoms or so. It doesn't matter what shape the rest of the molecule is, as long as those half dozen atoms are in the right place. It's called the lock and key model, and so long as a chemical has the key, it will fit the lock. Sucrose and lugdanane don't appear to share any such kind of key. The term sugar itself denotes a group of chemicals of different lengths of chains of carbon atoms, including an oxygen and often bent into a ring. The simplest sugars contain just one of these rings and include glucose and fructose. Two simple sugars can hook together to make compounds such as sucrose, which is really a fructose stuck together with a glucose. All of these chemicals share common structures, and it's easy to imagine how it is that they register as sweet, as they all possess the right key. Things start to get a bit weirder when you look at sugar substitutes. We're all familiar with sweeteners, such as aspartame, found in a whole host of food products, including diet fizzy drinks. Many people presume that sugar substitutes are entirely synthetic and made in a lab. It turns out that nature was there long before the diet industry, and you can find sugar substitutes in surprising places. My own personal favourite, because it surprised me when I first encountered it on an ecology field trip, can be found at the seaside. Next time you walk along a rocky shoreline, keep your eyes peeled for fronds of Saccharina latissima, or sugar kelp as it is commonly known. It's fairly distinctive and easy to spot once you know what to look for. It's a type of brown seaweed that comes in single, undivided blades and is often a couple of metres around six feet long, and about 10 to 15 centimetres, four to six inches wide. What makes it particularly distinctive is that the edge of the blade is flat or gently wavy, while the centre is all puckered up. If you allow a length of sugar kelp to dry out, a white powder forms on the surface, which is deliciously sweet with a hint of the sea. Although, if you're going to start licking bits of seaweed, I suggest you consult a proper identification guide first. While sugar kelp is popular in places such as Japan, other nations are not so keen. Instead, you could turn to glycorrhizin, found in the woody roots of Glycorrhiza glabra, more commonly called the licorice plant, and used in the production of licorice sweets. While glycorrhizin is only 50 times sweeter than sucrose, it does seem to linger on your taste buds, giving licorice one of its unique characteristics. It's also best eaten in moderation, as not only can it cause a rise in blood pressure, but it also has laxative effects. Finally, my last example of an artificial sweetener from a natural source is stevia or more precisely, the steviol glycoside group of chemicals derived from the South American sugar leaf herb. These chemicals are about 150 times sweeter than sucrose, temperature-stable, acid-resistant, and non-fermentable by yeasts, all of which has made them very popular as food additives, to the extent that both the Coca-Cola company and PepsiCo 
have produced stevia-based sweeteners. What these sugar-free substitutes have in common is that they all bear some structural resemblance to sucrose itself. It therefore comes as no surprise that our taste buds detect them as sweet, as they all possess the key to the sweetness lock. So how then does the super-sweet name work? There are a number of theories about our ability to detect sweetness, and the most recent is called the multi-point attachment theory, developed by biologists at the University of Lyon in France. In this theory, the sweetness receptor on the tongue detects not one structural region, but up to eight smaller and spaced apart areas. It looks like a molecule doesn't need to contain all eight regions to register as sweet. It's not so much a lock and key model as a sack full of locks and a key ring crammed with tiny...